Hello and welcome to the Rior Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stress and distressed, restructuring and post reorg in the European and CMO markets. It's Tuesday, July the 11th, and I'm Caterina Dassier. And I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, we'll be discussing Italians' restructuring options. Then we will talk through the key highlights of the primary market this week. But first, we are going to talk about what's next for Thames Water, having recently secured equity funding. Hi Aurelia, you and the rest of the team have been working on Thames Water recently. The bonds of the holding company Kemble have recovered by a few points since the company announced yesterday that its shareholders are committing £750 million in new equity funding. But first, do you want to quickly sketch out the main issues of Britain's largest water company? Hi Andrew. Yes, so to keep it brief, Thames Water is a private company owned by various pension funds and it owns and operates the water network in and around London, providing water for about 15 million people and dealing with the wastewater subsequently. Essentially, the company has been having a lot of operational problems, including that it leaks about 650,000 cubic meters of water a day. So uh, just to give you an idea how much that is, I googled it and that's about 260 Olympic-sized swimming pools per day. Another issue is, and this has been in the press a lot, that it regularly releases sewage into the environment as the capacity of the treatment facilities um, is not really up to scratch, clearly. And it has received a lot of fines for these problems. This is um, basically an issue that arises from the fact that the water network in and around London is very old. So some pipes are about 150 years old and basically not enough money has been invested to maintain it. So clearly the company needs a lot of money to fix these issues. To be precise, after receiving about 500 million from the shareholders in March, it requested another 1 billion. And it also said recently it probably needs about 2.5 billion in the time period 2025 to 2030. And some people say even that is maybe not enough. So if these operational issues have been known for a long time, why is it that all all this is happening now? And and why did things get so bad that the UK government was drawing up contingency plans, including uh, putting the company into special administration, which is a type of temporary nationalisation, I understand? Yeah, so... If to keep it really simple, essentially Thames Water's business model is not really like a regular company. It's a monopoly. So the regulator, which is called Offworld, tells it after review process um, how much money it can charge its customers. So that's the income, broadly speaking. Then the costs for the company are the maintenance of the network, energy costs, chemical costs for the treatment of the water and labor costs. So as many of you know, all of these costs that I just mentioned have gone up recently. Another big issue is that Thames Water has a lot of debt, more than 15 billion. And a lot of that is linked to the RPI, which obviously with interest rates being what they are at the moment, um, is not really cheap. So here we have the funding gap. But the shareholders have now agreed to provide £750 million. Uh, does, Does this mean Thames Water is okay? The short answer is probably not. Um, as I previously mentioned, the 750 million is even short of the 1 billion requested by the company um, that it needs to deliver its turnaround plan until the end of this regulatory period, uh, which is March 2025. And even the 750 million is conditional on the satisfaction of certain conditions. 
the release of the company said um, the conditions are the preparation of a business plan that underpins a more focused turnaround and which is supported by an appropriate regulatory arrangement. I personally think the shareholders' message um, is that the regulator needs to make this equity funding somehow attractive for them. And um, with an appropriate regulatory environment, I would guess that they mean uh, higher bills um, and also some leeway in terms of uh, hitting financial and operational targets. So in summary, um, and as I laid this out previously, this is quite a tricky financial situation. Servicing the company's enormous cap stack is expensive, especially with the high interest rates. And the only likely route to reduce the debt burden would be through a special administration, which is what my colleague Celine talked about last week and which you can also read about on Reorg. But of course, um, doing a special administration would potentially have negative consequences on investment appetite in the UK public sector in the future or UK water companies, essentially, or other utilities. The maintenance and upgrading of the network to reduce leakage and reduce pollution is clearly a long-term project, and it's quite expensive. And at the same time, there's a kind of cap on how much you can raise water bills. As you can imagine, not everybody would be able to afford an, a huge increase in the bills, and everybody needs fresh tap water and wastewater services, of course. So how do you solve this? I think the Thames Water will be with us for a while and um, credit market investors will be watching to see if there's um, money to be made trading in the debt and financial advisors and legal advisors will probably see um, how it develops to see if they can offer any advice. For sure, what can be said is that the hedge funds which have bought some pieces of the Campbell bond last week already made a few points of profits for now. Thanks, Aurelia. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. France headquarter Italian, a contract cleaner and facilities management provider, is facing a February 2024 deadline to tackle its upcoming 2024 and 2025 1.2 billion euro equivalent maturities. We have analyst Wayne Jambawa with us today, who has covered the topic closely. Welcome to the podcast, Wayne. Thank you, Katerina. So, Wayne, could you tell us how they ended up in this situation? Following the sale of the UK, Ireland, Asia and Action Assets to CDNR, the group currently faces a February 28, 2024 deadline to apply the about $698 million of cash proceeds from the sale. They are currently exploring refinancing options with financial advisors at Messier Marison Associates and legal advisors at White and Case. The group's management said during the first quarter 2023 call that it will announce the plan for the refinancing and a new corporate strategy by the end of September or the beginning of October this year, and it expects to complete the refinancing by the aforementioned deadline. The notes currently trade in the mid-70s for the 2024s and the high 60s for the 2025s, compared with November when the group's notes were trading close to par on the back of the potential buyout in full by CDNR. Sounds like plenty of cash and time. Why are the notes trading so low? Well, in Reorg's view, which mirrors the markets, 
Following the asset disposal, Italian's capital structure is currently unsustainable as the company has about two-thirds of its original size by revenue and 60% by recurring EBITDA. It is also burning cash. Whilst the initial net proceeds may have been enough to cover the 2024 notes, the company repaid and did not renew its 103 million fully drawn RCF. Also, taking into account the 70 million of proceeds which can be applied to CapEx, we have estimated the group has just over 500 million to use to help tackle their maturities, making repayment at par unlikely. So, you mentioned earlier that they're burning cash. Why is that? Well, Italians, France and US businesses have been struggling recently. France has been impacted by soaring inflation, as well as the loss of special works COVID contracts. Whilst the USA has been affected by the delayed commercial recovery post-pandemic, and also in part due to existing low-margin mo- uh, low contracts. On a positive note, the new CEO, Pellegrini, announced a plan to improve EBITDA by over 60 million euros, which should help support a refinancing and result in strong, unlevered free cash flow generation. So thank you for the background, Wayne. But what does this mean for the refinancing? Ah, yes. So back to the point. Our view is that one of three things is likely to happen. One, a partial tender of the 2024 and 2025 senior notes and an amend and extend of the remaining notes. Two, a partial tender of the 2024 and 2025 notes coupled with a debt-to-debt exchange, um, swapping the three existing notes into a new note. Three, accelerated safeguard proceedings should a consensual deal not be achieved although we believe the positive equity value should help support a consensual deal. Very interesting. And could you expand on option three? So the hedge funds who bought in around the low 60s and 70s, and then the CLOs who bought in at or around par could have conflicting views on the tender portion of the transaction. How much of the cap stack will be tendered and at what price? We estimate that approximately 57% of the cap stack could be tendered, picking up four to six points on the bond's current trading price, with the group also offering a step up in the existing coupon to appease investors. How much they can bear is dependent on how much they deliver on their plan to improve EBITDA. Rothschild was recently appointed as an additional financial advisor to Italian. This appointment coincides with a strong uptick in trading activity on the group's capital structure in the past week especially in the group's 2024 notes. To view our model and read our full report, including our IR analysis, head over to the REOG website. I had a call with high-yield reporter Beatrice Mavraleon earlier today and I asked about what's going on in the primary market. Here is what she said. Hi, Katerina. The primary market has been relatively busy over the last week. Many of the deals seem highly opportunistic, um, with issuers taking advantage of strong demand for paper following a lull in activity in the spring. However, it, while it was important for many of these issuers to refinance or extend their maturities at a time when market conditions are favorable and they have access to debt markets, current deals have sharply increased interest costs for issuers, reducing free cash flow and leaving them dependent on EBITDA growth for deleveraging at a time of economic uncertainty. One of the issuers that will have to grow it into its debt service costs at a time when it's 
outlook is uncertain, is um, vegetable spread manufacturer Upfield, which completed an, uh, an amendment of its term loan B to 2028, extending the majority of, of debt in three currencies. Investors who considered the credit were encouraged by the group's strong performance over recent months, with input costs offset by higher prices. However, many investors expressed concern over the company's outlook, considering the pressure to lower prices amid the economic downturn and the, the cost of living, living crisis. Additionally, higher interest costs will um, reduce free cash flow, leaving little cash for meaningful deleveraging. The company increased its margins by between 150 and 175 basis points to E plus 500, um, Sofra plus 475 and Sonia plus 575 for each tranche of its term loan B. Late last week, Spanish energy transition solutions provider Amara Net Zero priced a 270 million euro um, senior secured note at par to pay 10.25%. Pay the deal was one of very few LBO financings to come to the market over recent months because of limited M&A and buyout activity. Proceeds from the issuance, together with equity from Sinven and others, will be used to fund Sinven's acquisition of Amara Group from a group of shareholders, including Pro-A Capital. Amara's new bond drew mixed responses from buy-siders, with small issue size raising concerns over a potential illiquid bond, which offset some of the deal's positives, such as surging growth and um, a substantial equity check, as well as generous pricing. Fueled by the transition to green energy, Amara has grown its top line at a compound annual growth rate of 67% since uh, 2020. However, the group's margins are relatively weak at just 8%, and buy-siders have questioned what Amara's value add is and how defensive the business is. German PVC and window um, maker Profine priced a, a 380 million euro senior secured note to pay 9.375%. The deal supported a debt redemption and also funded a distribution to shareholders, continuing the trend for dividend recaps that has been seen on a few deals this year, despite market uncertainty. Some investors considering Profine's notes expressed concern over the company's exposure to renovations um, and construction, areas in which activity is declining amid economic uncertainty following a spike during the pandemic. However, others highlighted that demand for Profine's products is driven by the secular trend towards better insulation and energy efficiency, which is typically supported by government subsidies. This week, specialist chemical producer Ancor came to the market with a term loan B amended and extend transaction of about 300 million euros. Um, investor services company IQEQ is also marketing uh, a term loan B A&E with tranches of at least 500 million in euros and dollars. Swiss telecoms company Matterhorn is marketing a five-year 100 million um, Swiss franc senior secured note for, for debt redemption. Warehouse automation company Stowe and power transmission solutions company Amega are also marketing term loan B amend and extends. We send a weekly roundup of your content, ranging from breaking news to in-depth financial and legal analysis, as well as the latest podcasts that you can listen to and webinars that you can register to attend. Sign up to the newsletter 
reorg on the record now at reorg.com. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website reorg.com. We hope you can join us next week for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>